G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. The first contact I get from Minna, she sent me a message saying, you know, basically you don't know what you're talking about, you know, and in a, in a polite southern way, you know, and I just, I wrote back, I said, you know, well, thanks for writing, you know, you're entitled to your wrong opinion, um, have a nice life. Then she wrote back and said, oh, can we keep emailing? And I'm thinking, what for? I haven't got a persecution complex. Welcome to Real Faith. Conversations about the impact faith has on our lives and the challenges we go through. Helping us today and giving us hope for tomorrow. That's real people, real life and real faith with Eric Scatterbo. Tony is from Brisbane and Minna is from South Carolina. How did they meet and marry and what are they passionate about going forward? We'll find out their story today. Welcome to the program, Tony and Minna. Thanks, Eric. Thank you for having us. Glad to have you with us, and let's go right back to the beginning. Before you even met, where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Sydney, and um, my dad was a truck driver. He was a transport sergeant in the Army before that, um, and um, I got married at 22, moved to Melbourne for 17 years, and then um, eventually moved north after I left the police force down there. I moved back up north to Brisbane and but I see, I always barracked for Queensland, even when I was living in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> so you were a Queenslander at heart. Yeah, I believed my own. Okay, and how about your faith journey? When did you become a Christian? Well, I became a Christian when I was 16, but I've got to be honest, I've had more starts in the gates at Flemington. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so, uh, but, you know, there, was, there came a time some years back uh, you know, that where I just, had to get serious. You know, I just really, God got a hold of me, and I just went on from there. And I, uh, like I say, I had uh, one part there when I was, after the divorce, you know, I, was, I was looking for love in all the wrong places, and hmm. and uh, I guess that created a bit of regret, and, and I wish if I could had if I had time to undo it, I, w- I, I would, but I can't. Hmm. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things. But, you know, uh, when I met Minna, I was a bag of bones. Quite frankly, and she helped. Okay, put it back we're going to stop you there because we want to find out Minna's background in the United States in the South. Yes, sir. As I have said many times. <laughs> now, 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 let's just this whole thing about saying "sir." That's a Southern thing, right? Yes, it is. I'm just not used to being called "sir" here. <laughs> I know, and a lot of people that I've met here in Australia are not used to be called "sir" and "ma'am," and they look at me. But that's just a cultural thing, like you said. It's a, a matter of respect. And see, I well, grew up. Thank you up for the respect, but I, I am younger. <laughs> I grew up in but, but, Alabama. But you just do it, yeah, yeah. But uh, I really, my adult life was in South Carolina. That's where my family is now. Uh, mm-hmm. My son is there. My two granddaughters are there. And I became a Christian at the end, actually, of my first marriage. It was in ni- Mother's Day, nineteen eighty. So I've been a Christian for thirty-eight years this year, and. Mm-hmm. Um, the training time that I had during the period before I met Tony was just so crucial. You know, you, you put your foot in the water and you think I'm going to 
do great things for God, but then how are you training yourself to do those great things? So I'm thankful for the people who mentored me and discipled Mm me and uh, for those training years. So both of you are on different sides of the planet. Uh, Unfortunately, as you shared, you both were previously married, Mm. but were growing in your faith afterwards, a little bit older and wiser now. I want to know, how did the two of you meet? How did how did you get together eventually? Well, um, I was always told that you're supposed to meet somebody at the church. You know, you meet in a singles group, meet at the fellowship, you know, you meet mm-hmm. in person. But in 2002, which is when we met, um, we met online on, at a dating site. And I found out yeah, about very it. Very modern. Yes, I was trying to move into the 20th century, and I found out about really the ins and outs of it on uh, a Focus on the Family show. I was on my Mm -hmm. way home from worship team practice and happened to catch that show, and he talked about online dating and interviewed couples who had met and married. It was a brilliant show. Yeah, so before that, you were kind of anti-online dating because there were all kinds of horror stories, if I remember, early in the Internet days. Yes, there were. You st- and you still have to be careful now. You have to know yeah, who yeah. you are and know how to go about finding out who the other person is in the right way. Um, but I was always told, being from the South, that you met face-to-face. You know, it was your neighbor's friend or you met at church mm-hmm. or you met on yeah. a singles group. I had never even... And, and there's wisdom in that. Yes. Because yes. that way you know that the person is legitimate, whereas online there's always the potential that the person is completely lying and fake. Absolutely. And unfortunately, um, I met Tony and our story is brilliant because God was in it. Um, but I introduced several of my friends to that same site that I was on and I've got horror stories about because they just went about it the wrong way. So you have to be smart. What is the wrong way and what is the right way, briefly? Well, I believe it's uh, if you include other people in your conversation, even if whether you're in another state or whether you're around the world, you can't just You talk. mean like their family members yes, or their pastors? family members, friends, family, friends, church, um, people who have known this person for years, you know. Kind of like references. Absolutely. I believe that that's a that's a good way to well you're paving the way for a good relationship because you're yeah. meeting other people not just because anybody can lie but their pastor isn't going to lie about them that's right or, or their, if, their 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 mother well I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah true the mother might but if you've got a a room full of people who are giving references then you figure right. the percentages are good that 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 the person's telling the truth so right right. You know, you don't want to get online with somebody and then meet up with them the next day and say, oh, I know that yeah. person. They're no. this, they're that. You don't That's know ridiculous. them. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, and, you, and you do want to meet in a neutral spot. Absolutely. I've heard. Absolutely. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with meeting in a group either, you know. So. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. But see, we, we, um, we met I, on this particular site. You're allowed 250 words. Well, I wrote a page and a half. I was interested in turning them off as well as turning them on. And uh, explain that. What do you mean turning them off? Oh well, I just I outlined who I was and what I was about, and if they weren't serious about their faith and about you know all that sort of stuff, I wasn't really interested. And um, yeah, yeah. So you see, a lot of these, a lot of the profiles that I read, some of these women would say, oh, "I'm a Proverbs 31 girl," but when you read the profile. You know, you think to yourself, "No, nah, not even close, lady," and uh, <laughs> because so I I put in my profile that um, if you you know I said if you if um, 
if you're going to tell me you're Proverbs 31 girl, uh, you, you better tell me you're a Song of Solomon's girl because Proverbs 31 leaves a lot of stuff out about marriage. And I said, really? I said, it's just a list of potentiality in three mm-hmm. areas of a woman's life. And there's some people that think you can find all of that in one woman. I said, you'd need nine-day weeks and 36-hour days. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, what happened was the first contact I get from Minna who happened to be teaching a class on Proverbs 31 at the time. Oh, so she would know her, her oh, scripture Oh, let there. me tell you, mate. She, Thank you very much. She sent me a message saying, you know, basically you don't know what you're talking about, you know, and <laughs> in, a, in a polite southern way. And I, and I Th- just, this is starting really good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I wrote back. I said, you know, well, thanks for writing. You know, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Um, <laughs> have a nice life. And then she wrote back in, in a polite southern way sort of told me I was, you know, egotistical, you know, whatever. And I wrote back, I said, no, no, you've, mi- you've misunderstood. You've misinterpreted ego for confidence. I said, I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I know what I believe. And in terms of ego, I said, you've missed it. I said, my only statement of worth once trickled down across and touched the ground. So once again, thanks for writing. Have a nice life. So you weren't interested, it sounds like. Well, I was certainly not interested in getting into an argument about, you know, Bible stuff. I'm just not interested in that sort of gear. But, you know, um, and then then she wrote back and said, oh, can we keep emailing? And I'm thinking, what for? I haven't got a persecution complex. <laughs> but see, Eric, what he didn't know. Yes, yes, Minna, please, please share this, your side of the story. Well, what Tony didn't know was when he said my only statement of worth once trickle down across and dropped on the ground. That's when I fell in love with him right then. And I knew oh, that wow. God had called this man to be in my life and vice versa. So I said, man, I'm going to run with this. And I have never been afraid to share my opinion. There you go. I just put it out there. So <laughs> I wasn't afraid. But to I mean, share. that's a good start. You can be yourself. That's right. And you need to be yourself. Yep. Yep. If there was something that he said that I didn't agree with, I always made sure that I let him know what my opinion was. And and he did the same. I think that's so important because you can't just be somebody's yes man. You can't just say everything they want you to say. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not even true life. That's just. That's exactly. Well, I just had a friend recently who was kind of corresponding with somebody in another country and they were about to meet the person in person, uh-huh. and they said, we are just made for each other. We never disagree about anything. And I'm thinking, uh, Honey, that's, that's not a red flag. too good. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Okay, mo- moving along in, in your relationship, where did it go from there? Well, what? we talked for about a, almost a year, and then I finally went over in October of 03, and we married 12 days later. And see, when he made plans to come over... Or 12 days later? Yes, sir. Mm. After meeting? Yes. Because we... Now, you've got to to include that year in our relationship. We had talked for a Mm. year. We had talked to each other's families. We'd included all these people. We we laid our cards out on the table. There's nothing we didn't talk about. And we had mutual friends in... We decided to meet in a place where we had mutual friends... I had a place to stay. He had a place to stay. We could meet. I knew it was going to work out. But see, he hadn't figured it out yet. So I had to give him room <laughs> to figure it out. So, so She says she fell in love. And I, I say I walked in really slow. 
<laughs> and that's the way it was. But when we met, I mean, I knew. And so you think, okay, where do we go from here? Well, I told him from the beginning when we were first talking. So you were the one that was very quick. Absolutely. I was the one that was very quick. He was very slow. But I told him, I'm okay. looking for a husband. I'm not looking for a friend. I got plenty of friends. <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking for somebody that I can just have a chat with. Uh, you know, I, I've got plenty of those people around me. I'm looking for a husband. And I want a yeah. godly man. I want somebody who wants. You knew what you wanted. Absolutely. And I think you have to know that. You can't just wander around and hope that you yep. hit the right ball yep. with your cue. You know, it just, ah, uh, nah. And, and when I, in my profile, I think I said something along the lines of, you know, if you're looking for the white picket fence, I'm not interested. I'm looking for the Lone Ranger's girlfriend. And that didn't scare men off. No, nah. sir. It did not. No, she doesn't scare too easy. Our guests today are Tony and Minna Gunter. Tony from Brisbane and Minna from South Carolina. We just found out how they met and married. We're going to take a break, and when we return, we'll find out more about their relationship and how God has given them a vision for ministering to truck drivers in the United States. That and more when we return right here on Real Faith. 